morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness For Real. It's your girl, Malena. And today's conversation is a super fun one. I chat with Justin all about his journey navigating through college and being a young gay man trying to lose weight and finding his way into his own wellness. And this is such a great conversation. There's so much useful helpful information. So make sure you guys give Justin a follow. He's so awesome. And you know, he reached out to us to share his story. So if you listen to the podcast and you feel like you have a story that would be helpful and you want to share it, reach out to us. Doesn't matter if you have five followers or 50,000, we don't care. We just want to keep sharing amazing stories to help inspire and help us all grow and become better. Just want to take a second to thank all of our listener supporters. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And if you can give, it really helps us keep the podcast going. If you can't, we know, we understand. Uh, But what you can do for us is head over to Apple Music. Leave us a review if you haven't done that yet. It also helps our podcast grow. Now, let's get this episode started, y'all. It's about to get real. All right. So today I have Justin with me. How are you doing, Justin? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Super excited to learn more about you and your journey up until this point. Um, if you don't follow Justin on Instagram, make sure you go give him a follow. What is your handle? I'm the worst at remembering people's handles. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. It's at WW underscore Justin V. Um, and that's what it is at the end of April. But I have a feeling I might change it soon. Ooh, uh, change is coming, huh? Yes, some change is coming. But yeah, Sweet. So I guess we'll, we'll get to that, huh? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Justin? Yeah, so I am 22 years old. I uh, am from eastern side of Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Philadelphia, hour west of New York City. So if you're from those areas, shout out to you, uh, New York City, best city. Um, I started WW. I'll talk a little bit more, I guess, about my journey before I jump into like where I'm at now. Um, yeah. I started WW when I was in college. Um, I was a junior going into my senior year. Um, and I went through my WW journey. I lost like 55-ish pounds through WW um, and through working out as well. Um, and then I kind of phased out of the WW uh, community a little bit through the pandemic. Like I'm sure most people or a lot of people have done that. Um, and so uh, last year, when I say last year, I mean like last fall, um, I decided to, I guess, like recommit myself. I never quit or never stopped paying for, which I probably should have stopped paying for uh, my <laughs> membership, but I uh, continue to pay for my membership. So I decided to uh, start tracking again on the app. Um, and I, lo- I had gained about 15 pounds back from that 55 that I had lost. So I was down about 40 pounds total at that point. Um, and at this point, I started back in the fall. At this point now, I'm back down about like 53, 54 ish pounds. Um, and the journey is probably always going to continue to happen. It's always going to be there for me. Um, 
I joined it because I wanted to like lose weight quick and fast. Um, and obviously I learned through the process that it will never be quick and or fast. Um, but what I really <laughs> did learn was that this is going to be a lifelong journey, whether that is me being on WW or me working out or me just doing what I got to do to keep myself healthy. And I think that um, that's, you know, where I'm at now in terms of like mindset is really just knowing now I know what the tools are that I have. Um, and now I'm able to utilize those tools in my everyday life. So right now I currently work for a nonprofit organization. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you see me jetting all over the United States right now. Um, I work uh, with undergraduate college students um, at different universities around the country. And so I'm usually like driving or flying around the country. During COVID, it's been uh, a little interesting, but hashtag fully vaccinated. So yes. I feel a lot better about that. And I know, yeah, I know you are too now. So yes. uh, if you're not vaccinated, everyone's eligible if you're 16 years or older. So definitely go get vaccinated. Uh, yes, go get that shot. Still. Awesome. Um, so I want to back it up to like before dub, before you joined dub dub, like what yeah. led to that? Like, did, have you always struggled with your weight? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, I guess it is good to have a little bit more background to where I was. So I've always from as long as I remember, and I'm only 22 now, but you know, back when I was 10 years old, I remember struggling uh, with my weight. So I remember when I was in like fourth grade or third grade or something, looking at like my mom and being like, wow, like I only weigh like 85 pounds. And like, I couldn't tell you what a fourth grade person now weighs. <laughs> right. But at that time I was like, I only weigh 85 pounds and this is great. And she didn't say anything, but everyone else in my class was like, I weigh 60 pounds. I weigh 65 pounds. I weigh blah, blah, blah. And so like, I was like, oh, that's good. Like I weigh 85. Like I just nonchalantly saying it, of course, thinking that it was whatever. Now looking back on it, I'm like, mm, okay. So growing up, I've always pretty much struggled with uh, my weight. I think a lot of people in my family have struggled with their weight. Um, nobody was really like athletic. Um, nobody went to the gym. Um, we kind of just like ate whatever was there. Um, and I had been on variety of different diets and like lifestyle changes and things like that. So I've been on like, uh, I've been on, I was on Weight Watchers way back in the day. I went to a studio workshop with my mom one time. Um, and I was like, this just isn't for me, uh, here in the studio, no representation for men, no representation for gay people, no representation for, uh, just people like me, young people. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Um, I've been on a bunch of different, just, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you, like, I think one of them was like the 21 day fix, which that works for some people didn't really work for me. I went on something. I went on like Jenny Craig, for example, uh, which was like one of those where you like buy $200 worth of food a week. Oh my gosh. Uh, and <laughs> Uh, I remember leaving, I would go to like Jenny Craig, it would be like every Tuesday or something. And after I'd leave and I just bought $200 worth of food or my mom would buy it for me at that time. Cause I was in like early high school. Um, we would go to Carabas. I don't know if you know what Carabas is, but it's like an Italian restaurant similar to like Olive Garden. Um, and we'd go to like Carabas and have like fettuccine Alfredo and like bread. And, like, all the stuff that's, like, <laughs> is it like good. the last like, meal? Yeah, 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 exactly. And that so like mentality. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like the way it just happened. Now I'm going to go out and like do my own thing. So clearly that didn't uh, sustain itself. Um, I was on some sort of like a keto ish diet. And I think that that actually did work. I was at like 295 pounds 
when I was a junior going into my senior year of high school. Um, and I went on this like keto-ish, when I say ish, it like kind of had keto aspects to it, diet. And so I had lost like 50 pounds there, but it just wasn't sustainable as I'm sure you and I know. Um, keto's not, it's sustainable for some people, just not really for me, especially when I was going into college and I knew there was gonna be um, more food, more alcohol present. There was gonna be other things around uh, that wasn't keto friendly. And so it wasn't sustainable. And so I ended up gaining most, if not all of that weight back. Um, and then in being in college, being involved, I, so I was in a fraternity, I was involved in a variety of different like on-campus jobs and uh, extracurriculars and things like that. Um, and so I would want to go out and like have a drink or go out and eat good food, pizza, or, you know, if my friends are like, hey, we're going to Wawa, which if you're not from Eastern Pennsylvania or Florida, you don't know what Wawa is, but it's basically a gas station that sells these like really, really good sandwiches. Um, people were like, oh, let's go to Wawa or like, let's go and grab like sandwiches or let's go and grab ice cream. Um, and I struggled with that a lot. I struggled with saying no. Um, I still kind of struggle with saying no sometimes just like in everyday life, not just with food stuff. Um, but that was something that I struggled with a little bit. Um, and then I was, uh, at my friend's house over the summer into my junior to senior year of college. Um, and the next morning I woke up at his house and I was like, and I was looking at pictures that we had taken the night before. And I was like, what the hell? is that um and I just like wasn't really like pleased obviously not only with with myself but just like I can't believe I like allowed myself to like look that way uh just in like my opinion I was like wow like I've seen I've been up and down on the scale my entire life and now I'm okay with the scale in terms of like I don't really need to weigh in to feel good um but I've been up and down on the scale basically for as long as I could remember into my childhood same um, and so, yeah. And so I was like, I need to like take a step to figure out what I need to do. And so I started doing some research and I was like, let me do something where like I, I can do it on my own without having to like tell everyone, hey, I'm going on Weight Watchers because everyone has their own opinions about everything nowadays. <laughs> um, Definitely. So I decided to, uh, <laughs> yeah, I decided to uh, do something where I didn't have to be like, Hey, like no one would really notice. Right. So I was able to like still go out and have a slice of pizza if I wanted to, or I was still able to like go and do whatever I got to do without necessarily having to be like blasting myself all over social media. Um, and I lost a lot of weight using the Weight Watchers or the WW app back. It was almost two years ago. It'll be two years in July or June um, that I lost a bunch of weight there. And so ever since then, like I mentioned earlier is I've learned the tools. I learned what I needed to do to be sustainable. And I think that that's one of the most important things that I'm really taking away from my journey um, is the fact that I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I need to do to sustain myself. And before that I wasn't sustaining, I was just doing it to lose the weight quick and fast or easy. Yeah. Um, but, Which is how most people go into like dieting, right? They get this yeah. mentality. It's like, I have to lose 20 pounds in two months. And it's like, that's so unrealistic. Yeah, whatever you have to do to get there, like you're not going to be able to continue doing forever. Right. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned like, did you say you were in fourth grade? Like when you got that weight, like, why are we telling fourth graders how much they weigh in a public setting so that they can compare it? Right. Like, yeah. And I, I remember that's it, wild. Was, it was always like, 
you would go in. I forgot what they called it, but you would go in. They would like, like when they do like the physicals, in. right? Yeah, yeah, like for exactly. the kids. Okay. And then they would like mail your stuff home, even though they told everyone in that setting, like, hey, like, here's how much you weigh. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> That's just so wild. But it just really shows like how early on like that diet culture and like fat phobia is like instilled in us, like at such a young age age. Um, and I know you said like in your family, like the same for me, like nobody was really active or, you know, that wasn't something that was modeled for me growing up. Um, I think it was just kind of like a cultural thing, you know, like, like even to this day, my dad's like, I don't exercise. I mean, he's an active guy, like in other ways, but like intentionally exercising, he's like, no, like no way. (laughs) Um, so I totally relate to that for sure. Um, but I'm glad that you're kind of, it sounds like you're kind of finding your way and you're so young. You're in your early twenties. Like when I was in my early twenties, I was not worried about my health. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I was out partying yep. and drinking. And so yeah. it sounds I like still you, do that though. <laughs> you can, you can do both, right? Yeah. Like you yep. can have fun and, um, still kind of live that healthy lifestyle. Um, and you yeah. mentioned kind of the lack of representation as well, and not even just in WW, but I think in the wellness world, you know, uh, men are underrepresented in general, especially, um, you know, like you said, gay men, men of color, like it's just, there's not really much of a community there. Um, and they're not really represented. It's always like very female geared, right? Yeah. That was something that I struggled with. Uh, and I created my Instagram, my like weight loss journey, Instagram, uh, about a month and a half to two months after I joined WW back in 2019. Um, and it, like you said, it's very female oriented, very female dominated, which is great for the female community. And I'm a big like woman empowerment, like let's go, this is great. But also I'm like, I want to see people that look like me and are also on the same or similar journey uh, to me doing the things that I got to, that I want to do or things that I am doing currently. And so when I joined the Instagram, I really did it for accountability for myself. Like I'm going to weigh in every week and I'm going to post my stuff. And it really transitioned to here's what I'm doing and here's how I'm living my life, my best life. Um, And people will DM me and be like, you're doing amazing or you're doing awesome. And like, I love that. But also I want to serve that purpose to people who I didn't have as that resource or that represent or the piece of representation, I guess, um, that they can log on to Instagram. And I don't post every single day or multiple times a week or like whatever, but for the amount of stuff that I do post, and I am pretty active still if I'll like things or look at stories and things like that. But I'm hoping that when people log on to Instagram, whether they are, you know, gay or part of the LGBTQ plus community, whether they are a person of color, whether they're a man, uh, whatever it is, I hope that they you know, look at my stuff and they're able to be inspired or motivated to do whatever they want to do or how they want to feel in their own bodies. Yeah, definitely. So what do you feel like has been the biggest lesson you've learned thus far on your journey? Yeah. Um, the biggest lesson I think I've learned just overall is it is your journey. It is no one else's journey. And I think that that gets misinterpreted a lot in the like wellness community. Right. And so whether you're on WW or keto or Jenny Craig or like whatever you're on, you, uh, it's your, it's your journey. Like you have to take full ownership of this is what I'm doing. Um, and I think that that, that sometimes I struggled with, especially in the beginning. Right. So like I told you I was in college, not a lot of young people 
in college or a lot not a lot of college students in general are you know doing a lot of like weight loss things and especially they're not posting about it on social media um and i struggled with wanting to go out with my friends and have a good time and also struggled with knowing that like i wanted to weigh in the next day or struggled with whatever and then i realized you know after a while and i'll talk about the scale in a second I realize it's my journey and I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do and I'll live yes. my best life. And here I am, you know, two, almost two years later, and I'm still down 55 pounds, even though I've gone up and down the scale, I'm still down most of the weight that I've lost. And I feel really, really good about it. And it's because I own my journey and I will continue to own my journey the way yes. that I Yes, I love that so much because, you know, I, I've been wanting to talk about this on my Instagram, but there can be this like really, especially in the WW community, there can be this like really weird mentality that you're supposed to do the same exact things forever. (laughs) And it's just like, it's not sustainable, right? So for the last two years, I've been quote unquote, maintaining. And like you said, it's, it's a fluctuation. And that is so normal. And where people tend to be set back is where they'll have that little gain and they'll obsess about it. And then mentally it just destroys them. They self-sabotage and they completely backslide on all of their progress over, you know, those two years. And, you know, like over the last two years, I could have been obsessing about my weight. You know, I could have been constantly on Instagram talking about how I gained five pounds over a weekend or whatever it is. But instead I just focused on, like you said, finding what works for me and just really learning to accept and love myself. And I'm still killing it, you know, and it could have gone either way, honestly, especially as someone who's struggled with their weight their whole life and have lost weight and gained weight, you know, and done that multiple times because what I was doing was never sustainable. Um, So I see a lot of people kind of moving away from the WW realm, uh, which, you know, can be great if that's where you're at in your journey. But I just feel like it needs to be like more accepted in that community. Mm -hmm. Like people take it so personal when, when members start to like move in a different direction or move on completely or whatever it is, like try just trying to do what's best for them. And then it comes with all this like extra judgment. from the ww community which is just like i don't know it's kind of (laughs) weird yeah that's why i'm a big proponent of like i'm just gonna do what i gotta do because no one else sitting here doing it for me so i gotta do it for myself nobody else is living your life (laughs) yeah exactly so like for example with my ww app and like i track here and there is if I want to know genuine, if I'm in the grocery store and I want to know what something, how many points something is, I use that as a guide for me. Like that helps me learn, okay, like I can read the nutrition facts and like, that's all fine and dandy, but I'm curious just to know like how many points this would be totally. versus me, you know, where I used to be. And I, I'll probably will hit a phase where I'll go back to this while I'm tracking every single thing that I put in my system. Um, and you know, those are just different phases in my life. And I also think that it just depends on like where you are as a human. So like, for example, I've been home a total of six days in the last four months because wow. I traveled so much for work. So for me, tr- hitting my goal number of points every single day is not sustainable because of the fact that like I'm not cooking my own meals all the time. I'm not home all the time. My staying in Airbnbs all the time, and that's something that um, I also learned was like you just got to meet yourself where you're at and get rid of everything else that doesn't serve you, right? So like get rid of that all that noise on the side that people are oh, you should do X, Y, Z and you should do this or you should have done this or you could have done better. And it's like, no, I'm going to pave my own journey and I'm going to do what I got to do and take ownership of it. 
Absolutely. You got to give every day what you can on that day. Right. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. that. And you mentioned that you travel a lot, which is, um, traveling and not being in like one space. It's like really hard to stay on, you know, whether you call it on track or like whatever it is, right. It's hard to stay on that routine that you've developed and continue those habits. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your tips for traveling and still slaying your goals? Yeah, I think some days are harder than others. Um, and I think it really depends on like the, you know, what's around me in a specific area. So I work in rural areas in the United States. I work in huge cities. Like right now I'm in Indianapolis. Um, and I think there, it, it really just depends on like where you are um, and what's around you in terms of restaurants, what's around you in terms of like parks and recreation, what's around me in terms of you know, I'm a member at Orange Theory Fitness and I'm, uh, I go on limited times a month. And so if there's no Orange Theory near me, I don't have, uh, like I can't work out or I can go outside and do something or I could do like at home fitness videos and things. It's like just that. not the same though. Exactly. Yeah. No, not the same. So, <laughs> when you find the thing you love and you have to do something else, like it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And so I'm like, well, this kind of stinks, but, um, yeah, I think it just really depends on like what's around me and like what are what are the resources around me in terms of what am I able to get, right? And so there are certain things that I'm like, here are my staples, right? So Panera, I go to Panera, which I love Panera. Um, I have like their $8.99 a month coffee subscription, which is like a limited cups of coffee and I drink coffee all the time. And so like, I know I can go in there and I can put skim milk or almond milk into my coffee and like, that's great. Like that can be like a breakfast food and, or I can also get something while I'm there. Typically I'll stop at like a grocery store, Walmart, Target, Kroger, Meyer, whatever it is. I'll grab like bananas or something like that where I'm able to snack on. So even though I am traveling in and out of hotels, I'm still able to have some of my staples in terms of like granola bars, like other things, fruit, uh, things like that. And then I also have like staple, like chain restaurants or chain fast food places that I know what I want to eat when I get there or, you know, I know like every single place I've been to probably has a subway. Right. And so like, I know when I get at subway, that's going to fit into like my wellness journey um, and keep me slaying my goals. And so I, like I said, I think it really just depends, but what really, uh, what really has helped me is definitely like the pre-tracking if I was tracking, you know, every single day, everything I was eating um, but really just like planning out what I'm going to be doing. So like if I, you know, wake up in the morning and I haven't done this today, so I mean, whatever, but uh, waking <laughs> up in the morning and being like, okay, I'm going to eat, you know, this for breakfast. I'm going to have this for lunch. I'm going to have this for dinner. But then also I'm traveling all over the country in places I've never been. I'm from Pennsylvania. So when I'm in Nebraska, I'm going to go to a brewery and I'm going to have a good burger in Nebraska. Or, you know, if I'm in Texas, you bet your ass, I'm going to have some Tex-Mex. Like <laughs> right. you know, when I'm in Texas, like, well, who wouldn't have that? And so um, I think that it really just depends. And just giving myself some grace, I think, is also something that I really, really love to practice is like, hey, you can go out and you can have a margarita, which is loaded with sugar, but it's going to be good. And you're going to have that experience. And the next day you just, or the next meal or the next time you consume something, you just go back to what you were normally doing instead of beating yourself up for it. And so I think there's like that both mental uh, experience of like, give yourself grace because if you continue to like put yourself down because you had one bad thing, you're going to continue down that path, which is going to be a downward spiral. Um, and then there's also always that physical piece there of like working out, but also what are you going to be eating um, in terms of planning yourself out? And so it takes a lot of planning, um, but here we are. 
planning. Yeah. I love it. Though. Today, though. <laughs> yeah. Planning, but also like, like you said, having that grace and having that like moderation. And cause if you traveled to this amazing place and they're like known for like, you know, you said Texas, like they're known for something very specific. Right. And that's like an experience. I feel like when we're losing weight, we can like, feel like having good experiences with good food is a bad thing. Right. Like, yeah. Again, it's that like diet culture shit that has been instilled yeah. in us. Right. Yeah. But it's like, no, you can still go out and enjoy those things. And the more that you become okay with that genuinely, the less likely you are to completely say, fuck it. And just like give up and just, you know, go back to really unhealthy habits. Right. Cause it's healthy to go out to dinner and have, you know, and have certain things in moderation. Like that's, that should be part of your healthy lifestyle for sure. Yeah. Um, you were in Puerto Rico. I saw that you were like living your best life, slaying your goals, but still yes. having a good time. I was like, I want Medaya. Like, yeah. And that's, that's the life that I've cultivated over, you know, that's what maintenance is for me. Like I lost, yeah. I lost my weight. I lost the 70 pounds that I needed to lose. Um, and for me, like my weight was, a byproduct of my eating disorder. You know, I had a binge eating disorder and it that stemmed with a lot of trauma. And, you know, so it took a lot of me getting to the root of my issue to lose my weight. Like the weight wasn't the issue. It was all the other shit <laughs> that resulted yeah. in me not having a healthy relationship with food. And it's like, yeah. when I fixed that, the, the weight came right off, you know, but it's like, now it's not about me weighing a certain number all the time. Like I don't even weigh myself anymore. And I know you said you want to talk about the scale and I totally will. Yeah. Um, because it is, it, again, that diet culture shit really can mess you up and make you feel like, okay, I hit my quote unquote goal weight. Now I need to stay here forever. Um, you know, and it's like, I sit here 15 pounds above that goal weight that I thought I needed to weigh. And it came back on very quickly after I hit that because I was like, I can't maintain this. I can't sustain this. What I needed to do to get here is not the type of life I want to live. I want to drink beer. I want to eat good food. I want to yeah. eat fried food. You know, I want to eat those things in moderation, but like, I still love salads and lean proteins and cottage yeah. cheese, you know? So it's like just finding that whatever balance, like I know nothing in life is 50, 50, but, no. um, <laughs> finding whatever balance looks like for you. Right. No. Um, but yeah, with the scale, it's like, I feel like everybody kind of has to go through that. Cause there was a point in my journey where the scale was so helpful. It was data, you know, and it really helped me understand how my body works. Um, but like once I got past that and like I understood it, it was like, okay, now what is this? What purpose is this serving for me? Because it did get to a point where it was messing with my head. Um, so yeah. then I had to work on just like eliminating it from my life um, in like a regular way. Because I got to a point where I was weighing myself every single day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for a period of time, like I said, that was helpful. But then it got to this point where it was like, okay. This is not helpful. It's obsessive. Yeah. yeah, definitely obsessive. I I still weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself in a while just because I can't 
fly. I'm not wasting 10 pounds on my suitcase for a plane to stay <laughs> with me. So I'm just saying I don't do that. Um, yeah. So when I'm home, I do step on the, sta- on the scale. Um, when I first joined, I had a scale with me and I would weigh myself every day, maybe sometimes multiple times per day. Um, I became, or I got into the pattern of stepping on the scale before I went to bed at night, knowing that I was going where I was at night was always three pounds, around three pounds heavier than what I would be the next morning. Um, and so I would like literally step on the scale at like 11 o'clock right before I was about to go to bed and be like, okay, Justin, you weigh, you're weighing 231 right now. You're going to weigh 228 tomorrow morning. Right. And so I would step on the scale and I was obsessive. It was data. It was good, but I was also like, oh my goodness, like I need to do this. And so what I really learned throughout my uh, journey is that data is really good to have, but also it's not the end all be all. Like I know that I feel good right now, knowing that I have eaten and drank in, have had consumed multiple drinks that I are, you know, are not on plan or not on track or maybe not the healthiest things. Um, knowing that I work out, knowing that I consume what I got to consume and I'm living my best life. And I feel good about that. And knowing that I'm going to go back on that scale and I'm going to step on it and it's probably going to be like, oh, you gained like four pounds and that's okay. And I think that also falls into the whole BMI chart situation that we have going on. Um, The BMI chart has only served me one purpose ever in my entire life. And that is I was eligible earlier than some of my peers to go get a vaccine. <laughs> That's literally. Same. Yo, so you I guys, like, I sit at on, on the overweight, obese line yeah. for, for my height. Okay. Let that sink in. Yeah, I told my mom crazy. that and she was like, what? Like if you're obese, like what the, f-? like, yeah, it's <sighs> BMI is the biggest crock of shit ever. Yeah. And I feel like in the United States, we really get caught up especially again with diet culture, um, these like scales or these like yesterday, Felicia and I chatted with a hormone doctor and he was talking about how, you know, they did this one study back in the eighties about horse hormones and how horrible they are for people. And ever since then it has skewed the public's view on hormones right so it's still this like big taboo thing and it's like the same thing with bmi right like it was this one study that was done that wasn't even for health based on a bunch of white guys (laughs) and now we use it as this like blanket measurement of health and it's just like it's such (laughs) bullshit like what is it going to take to get rid of the bmi chart that's what i want to (laughs) know what is it going to take i literally don't know and i i hate the bmi charts because at one point I would say like, yes, probably was obese or whatever. First of all, I don't think that we should be like labeling ourselves in the categories in my opinion, because everyone everyone's different sizes, shapes, whatever. Body so diversity I, is a good thing. y'all. Yes, exactly. So like labeling us or shifting us into these categories, in my opinion, is problematic. Um, totally. But, you know, just stepping on that scale and being like, like, I have a scale in my house right now that calculates your BMI when you step on it. I'm like, this is one too high tech. And two, I don't care what my BMI is because I'm looking for the pound number when I do step on that. Um, And so it's just, I I think it's very problematic. And I would say stepping on the scale is something that a lot of people struggle with. And a lot of people in their, especially in the beginning of their journeys are using that for validation. And when they weigh a certain, when they see a certain number, they shame themselves or they use shame tactics to say, wow, you didn't try hard enough, or you didn't, you didn't work out hard enough, or you didn't do this 
the best that you could have done that. And I find such a problem with that because I used to do that myself to myself. And I realized that what I was doing was I was shaming myself and just putting myself into a downward spiral. And that wasn't actually helpful at all. That was making things much, much worse, much worse. And so the scale problematic too. I think that if you have a healthy relationship with the scale, like I feel like I have a healthy relationship where I can step on it and not be phased by that number, but use that as information in terms of, okay, where do I need to go from here? I think that that's okay. But where I used to be, where I was weighing myself multiple times a day and was, you know, calculating what am I going to be three pounds down tomorrow? I think that that was um, problematic for myself. And I think that a lot of people, you know, face that or they'll get upset if they're on a diet or they're, you know, they're changing what they're eating for one week at a time or for one week or six days or seven days. And then on that seventh day, when they only lose two pounds, when they were told they were going to lose seven pounds the first week, they get very upset and they're like, okay, well now I'm just going to like do whatever. So. Yeah. Well, then there's a lot of comparison too, right? Like, oh, this person did this and lost X amount in this amount of time. And it's like, yeah. again, you guys, we're all unique individuals. Like we can all do the exact same thing and we will have different results because we're all unique humans. That's kind of what makes us human. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And everyone has different like shit going on in their lives. Like yeah. everyone has their own I don't know, just have things going on, not only just like family related, job related, life related, but also like there's things in that are going on. Like I think of like Minneapolis, like what happened, you know, last year with George Floyd. And I also think about like last week with the verdict and things like that, like that was probably super stressful for people in Minneapolis versus, I mean, it was stressful for everyone around the world basically, but also, you know, people living in that city, figuring out like what is going to happen like what are is is george floyd going to get is his killer going to get accountable or going to face accountability or is he not going to face accountability what is this going to do to you know my family my community people i love um that's stressful and that relates back into your weight loss or you know your sustainability of weight or you know wherever you want to go in your journey and not only that but what i'm saying is like things going on around us that yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on in the world to be concerned yeah. about. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that especially a collective trauma like that, um, drastically affects, you know, specifically people of color. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what's, what's more important right now? Is it more important for you to take care of your mental health and make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Or is it more important for you to, you know, starve yourself and restrict yourself and lose 10 pounds, you know, like, mm. <laughs> pretty sure it's a lot more important for you to be taking care of your mind and your heart and your soul and everything else will follow, you know, if you do that first and foremost, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think it's just, it's so interesting. I mean, I've been there, done that. I still get there sometimes where I'm like, example, election night, and I lived in, and I live in a swing state. And so election night of this past oh, yeah, year, Pennsylvania, was, all eyes on Pennsylvania. I remember yeah. yep, <laughs> longest I election a, ever of our lives. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, tracking that entire week beforehand. And then that Monday and Tuesday, I was pretty, pretty good in terms of like tracking and saying within my points. And I poured myself a glass of wine. I grabbed some cube cheese that I got at Target. And I just like had a good time watching the election. I was like, one, I need this, or I want this, but I also need this right now. And two, it's okay that I'm going to have this because this is what I want. And this is, you know, I'm doing this because I'm making this decision and this is a stressful time in my life. So I'm going to take care of what I want to do. 
and then move forward from here, right? And yeah. so that was one example that I always think of in terms of like the election and being stressed out and being like, I'm going to do what I got to do before worrying about how many points this is or, you know, before yeah. worrying about how much sugar is in my wine or whatever. Right. Because if you had stressed about those things, that probably would have led to a downward spiral, right? Yeah. <laughs> Again, like if you sit there and beat yourself up about food, I mean, it's just food, right? Yeah. It's just like, or it's just wine or beer or whatever. Like it's, you're just, it's just the things that you consume, like the more power you that you give to the food that you eat, like the more it's going to control you. That's what I've learned personally through a lot of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yep, um, so you mentioned that you do Orange Theory and I know people who do Orange Theory are like obsessed, like love yeah. it. And I just want to know like, okay, what is Orange Theory Fitness? Like, what does it look like? Like, how does it work? Because you yeah. guys like have like your own lingo. Like, I feel like you need like an Orange Theory dictionary to understand it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's a good question. And I think I'm, I, I joined in August of 2020, um, right when the gym started reopening, um, because I was like, this is great, but I'm still learning a lot of things. And I use this word lately, but Orange Theory members are like in a cult. Um, and I use the word cult <laughs> that can lately. happen a lot with like branded stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like all, in all these Facebook groups and people are always posting stuff all around about memes and they're posting whatever. It's kind of similar to like Peloton stuff too, where people yeah, are posting another, like another memes cult. and also posting, oh my gosh, I love Peloton stuff. Um, it's like, like, yeah, but people join these things and then it becomes like their entire identity. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have definitely. Peloton. I mean, I'll have, I have a Peloton. But I do use the yeah. app. <laughs> you use the app though, but it's the same thing. I mean, you're using the app, which is all the same coaches and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. So it's like a cult-like community. But basically at a high level, Orange Theory is like 45 minute to an hour long hit workouts. Um, high intensity interval training for those who might not be familiar. Um, and basically there are three sections of a class that people will go to um, or they'll rotate around the room. So the first section is the treadmill. So every day, uh, just overall in, in the class, and I hope I'm explaining this correctly. So if you have questions after this, just let me know because sometimes it gets a little confusing. But every day, all across every Orange Theory studio in the United States and the world, um, every studio has the same template of class. So every day the templates change, but every day the classes are the same around every studio. So like my class today, and I'm not going today, but if I went to class today, my class here in Indianapolis would be the same class that someone would take in Australia, would be the same class that someone would take in Texas. But tomorrow my class would still be the same as, you know, one in Australia, one in Texas. It would just be different compared to, the workout would be different compared to what it was today. So gotcha. at a high level, there's three pieces, the treadmill, the rower, and the weight floor. The treadmill every day really depends because there's three different types of days. You can have a strength day, endurance day, um, or they call, or a power day. And so on the treadmills, uh, some days you'll be going up and down inclines. Some days you'll be going faster than others, uh, other days in terms of uh, speed, in terms of like base push all out, which are all these like random terms. You're probably like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> basically, they give you all these like terms and you're like supposed to learn it in a couple of days after you keep going. Um, gotcha. But basically, that's the treadmill piece. Which so is similar to Peloton, too. They use all this like yep. lingo and it's like, yeah, I yeah, have to yeah. Google like, this? Like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it's all this lingo. And so that's basically the treadmills. You can power walk, you can regular walk, you can run, you can jog, you can do whatever you want to do there. Then you have the rower, which I don't know if you've ever been on a water rower before. 
I haven't. Uh, it is not fun. No. <laughs> it is my least favorite part of every single class I've ever been to. Um, I got my brother to join Orange Theory. It's his also least favorite. I think a lot of people also don't like the rower, um, but it does work your arms, legs, and your core out really well. Um, and so I really like that piece. And so they'll call or they'll be like the class today, you're going to row 300 meters. You're going to get off the rower. You're going to do 15 jumping jacks. You're going to get back on. You're going to do a thousand meter row. You're going to get off. You're going to do 20 jumping jacks. You're going to get back on. So every day that changes too, depending on sometimes it'll be like stroke row. So it'll be like row 15 times and get off or stay on. Right. Sometimes it'll be row for five minutes and then get off and do something or take a break. Then it'll sometimes it'll be row 5,000 meters, which will never be 5,000 meters, but row 2,000 meters and then get off and then you're done basically. And so that really, really depends. But that's also something that's really good for your arms, core, and legs. I personally just like, don't like it. It hurts my back. But um, if you do have like orthopedic issues and things like that, in every area, treadmill, weight floor, and the rower, they do come and like help you out in terms of like finding options that best fit you. Um, and then the third piece, like I was mentioning, is the weight floor. So you obviously have like your dumbbell weights. Um, so they range anything from like five or eight pounds up into, I want to say like 50, 60 pounds. There might be heavier weights. I've never gotten up that far to know what uh, heavier weights they have, but they have like your dumbbells. They have, uh, they call, they're called TRX straps, which basically um, assist with like your core. Um, they have something called the BOSU ball, which is also like a core-related activity. Um, so you do a lot of like core-related things on the floor, obviously like lifting weights, um, hip hinge, all that fun stuff. So you do a lot of weightlifting on the weight floor, as I'm sure you would have guessed. Um, and so you switch, you spend at a, in a 3G class, which means you go to all three groups, you spend about 12 and a half minutes at each of those stations, and then you transition, and then at the end you stretch. So that's basically what Orange Theory is at a high level. Um, I think for most studios, it's like your first class is free. So if you have an Orange Theory near you, like I highly recommend just like trying it out, at least for the first class, um, because it's super fun. And the music's different all the time. The co every coach has their own like style of class. So you can go to a class that they're all only playing 80s music and go to a class where they're playing like, like literally I was in class on Monday here in Indianapolis. And like, I was running on the treadmill and if I wasn't out of breath, like I would have been like shaking my booty because I thought I was in a glove. Like it was so fun. <laughs> I was like, fantastic. That's the best. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty fun. And what's nice about it. And I really value like doing your own thing. Like if you go to like Planet Fitness or LA Fitness or like doing your own thing and learning stuff. But for people who don't know, like me, like how to do it, this is a good entryway into like weightlifting an entryway into like running on the treadmill and doing things like that when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's fun and you don't only really have to like think about it because someone's showing you how to do everything. And then after you are shown, you can actually go and do it. So, yeah, it sounds really great for people who, yeah, are maybe just starting out or maybe if you want to gain some more knowledge or you're really into that community aspect. That's cool that like all the locations are doing that exact same. So, you know, that's probably why people join these groups and kind of discuss the workouts that they do. And uh, so you get community, you get some knowledge. I'm assuming that's not very um, cheap, though, after that first class. No, I think it depends on one. It depends on the region you're in because like my home studio, the one I pay is here in Indiana. This is where I work, um, but I live in Pennsylvania. And so like the Pennsylvania studios are like 20 to $30 more a month than here, the ones here in Indiana, which mm. I don't know why there's like a discrepancy, not a discrepancy, but I don't know why there are differences. Um, so it really just depends, but it is expensive. So if you do like 
two classes a week, which is eight classes a month, it can run you anywhere from like, depending on the region, like 60 to 80 to $90, I think. Um, I have like unlimited, so I can for go- the, For the month? For the month, yeah. Oh, that's not terrible. I expected yeah, it, it to be way more than that. Your your health yeah. is always worth an investment. So if you feel like yeah. that's something that would be like really beneficial for you, uh-huh. like totally worth it. Plus your insurance will pay yeah. for part of your gym membership if you're going 12 yeah. times a month. Yeah. In case you guys didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I've actually gotten reimbursed for uh, some stuff before through health insurance. I think that is like the most hidden secret to health insurance. If you have health insurance, like that is the best yes. piece of that. But yeah. And some pay a lot. Mine only does 20 bucks a month max, which is like annoying, but I go to Planet Fitness. So that pretty yeah. much covers my membership. Um, but some of these insurance companies will pay you 50, 60, $70 a month if you're consistently oh. going um, to the gym. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause working on yourself and working on your physical fitness and your journey is preventative health. And yeah, exactly. Healthcare companies know, like if you are treating yourself to the gym and eating healthy and doing things that you got to do, um, in the long run, this is going to help you out. It's going to help them out in terms of they're not going to have to pay as much if you're in the hospital. And exactly. Like you're going to be healthier. So yeah, be healthier. <laughs> exactly. it benefits everyone. Right. This has been such a fun conversation. I'm so glad, you know, you actually reached out to us to be on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. It took us a while to, to get to like, we got a long list of cues, but um, I'm super thankful that you asked to share your story because like you said, you know, there's such a, a lack of representation specifically for men, uh, which, you know, I mean, men are represented in a lot of other spaces. So, you know, (laughs) um, but you know, we, you know, when we started this podcast, we really wanted to make sure that we were giving, um, the male perspective as well, because men struggle with body image, all the same shit the females struggle with. And you guys, uh, like give us some examples of like those beauty expectations for men, you know? Yeah, I think it just depends. I think one of the biggest things that I always see on like social media is the ripped core abs, uh, running every day, doing core work every single day. And that is fantastic for those human beings that like love bodybuilding and love having ripped core or ripped core abs and whatever else. But that's not attainable for a lot, if not most people. Yeah, unfortunately, for most men, um, it's something that like I would love to have, but it's something that like I'm not even gonna sit there and be upset about because it's like I got other goals I gotta work on before I even try to get there, right? And so like that's right. one of the bigger ones. Um, another one is, uh, and I hear this a lot, like, oh, like I'll have like a seltzer, like a white claw, or I'll have a Vizzy, which is like a new seltzer that I really really love. Um, so I'll have one of those, and someone will say why don't you have like an IPA or why don't you have a beer? And I love beer too, but I'm like, why can't I have a seltzer? Why can't I, you know, do my own thing, which is, you know, less calories, less sugar, less carbs than a regular beer is because I want to have a seltzer. Like, why are you worried? And so I think there's also that like, oh, you're a guy, like you should be having a beer. Um, It's not going to affect your weight loss type of thing. And so not only is it like those negative, uh, male traits falling into weight loss, but it's just like toxic masculinity in general. Totally. 
Yeah. And, and about the abs, like you guys, like 1% of the world actually has visible abs. Like we all have abs, right? Like my core is super strong, but like yeah. you're never going to see my abs because there's fat on my stomach because I like to live a real sustainable life, you know? Yeah. Um, but abs, I feel like is that like, so um, like <sighs> women always see these like I, now it's like grow your booty in five days or like <laughs> shrink your waistline and blah, 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 you know, and then men get the like, you know, shred your abs and, you know, and do these exercises it's like no, to see your abs, you have to have a very, very low body fat percentage. And like, that's just not realistic for 99% of the population. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think if there's one thing that I would like love to leave everyone listening to this podcast with, especially those, you know, people of color or LGBTQ plus or college students, people in groups that I really, really identify with is just do it. You know, sometimes it gets a little hard, um, especially trying to start things up and doing your own thing and trying to maybe hide it or trying to find the support that you need, but know that like the support is there. We're here for you. We want you to be your best version of yourself. Um, and so just do it and find the resources that you need because they're here for you, such as Marlena and I, Felicia yes, and I, she's yes. not on this call, but definitely just, you know, do it. I think that a lot of people struggle with that piece of let's, let me just get started. Or like I'll start on Monday or I'll do it on Monday. Or, yeah. Starting is the hardest part. Starting is the hardest. Once you start and once you're there, that's 50% of the journey or 50% of this challenge already gone. Right. Yeah. So that's half the battle is getting there. Totally. And just know that like, you're going to fuck up. <laughs> you're going to yeah. make mistakes. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you're just like, so over it, even the things that you find that you love. Like there are some days where I'm just like, so over the gym, but I continue because the discipline is an extremely important factor in my journey because it helps me in all aspects, right? It helps with the mental health piece. It helps yeah. with my physical health. It helps with my strength. It helps with everything. So yep just do it and stick with it and practice grace, right? Practice grace. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. This was so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Um, like we said in the beginning, definitely give me a follow, chat yes. with me, reach out to me. I love to talk to people, love to get to know people. Um, everyone is their own individual self. And so definitely reach out and um, happy to chat. Hopefully, uh, We'll be able to do this again sometime soon. You guys can follow along with my journey. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.